the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores. This is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. NIL, which is short for Name, Image, and Podcast. And the watch this is thank you to NIL. We are back. Nice little, nice little week break there, Michael. I think we earned it. We earned it. <laughs> we earned it. We are naming yes. this podcast. We are back. And we are here to break down just a whole bunch of spring shenanigans is probably the only way I can put it. Uh, Michael, how are you doing? I know you're you're a little upset uh, the first news article we'll get into because I think we missed I think we missed the boat a little bit. But Mike, how are you doing this morning? It's a it's a nice Wednesday morning. It's a, a, a April twentieth for any of you. Uh, hey, 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 not out here in Utah, baby. We don't do yet. that here. Medicinal, you know, medicinal. At, that's true. That's true. Medicinal, and, and the Mormons are sick about it. Uh, Kyle, listen, spring is sprung. Uh, spring games are just lingering around. I'm sprung. It's just a beautiful morning. It, a little chilly morning, but you know what? Got the gym in, and we're we're off and vibing, Kyle. We're you know, vi- vibes are good over here. Now, the question is, how are the vibes on Truman Avenue? Because oftentimes, we're on different pages. That's pretty good. You know, it's just the, uh, the struggles of a... Uh, little over a one-year-old who just like just doesn't really want to sleep much. But hey, how many hours last night? How many hours did we get? How did, she actually slept pretty well. You know, Ooh, uh, you know the uh, the wife didn't have to climb into the crib and sleep with her, which was nice. So that it's baby steps, literally <laughs> baby steps. So, uh, but like I said, we are name image podcast. We are here to break down uh, just a ton of just like ridiculous NIL stories. Just popped I mean, off the the Twitter account. has just been we're getting tagged in tweets that don't even like you know accidentally. I mean, this is how we make it, you know. And this is right. why we started this. But uh, we would be remiss to start anywhere else than quite possibly a, a, an NIL deal we are most jealous of that we oh. we I think we missed the boat on. Hooters has signed father-son duo John Daly and John Daly II, of course, and its first NIL agreement for a college athlete. The Dailies will promote the world-famous Hooters brand through various marketing activities, including significant roles on social media and other digital channels. <laughs> I mean, and then you just look at the picture, and it's just like, it's just John Daly and John Daly II, I mean, just, you know, around a couple smoke shows and and you know, oh, yeah. listen, I, I think I, I'm I'm a fan of Hooters as a brand, I would say. Yes. Um there's better wings out there. No, don't stop. I knew this I should have stopped you before. Stop. <laughs> no, you're you're right, you're right. I would never disparage the name of Hooters. I mean, they they've been the the you know, A one, top of the list for, listen, they, for they've decades. Stood the t- I think people forget like Hooters has stood the test of time. Like and they haven't been canceled yet either, which no, is incredible. No, no, and it's like it's incredible that it's made it this far with one, like you said, not being canceled. Two, not just kind of going bankrupt because people forget. Like I think it's still around too. There's a there's a Hooters hotel and casino in Las Vegas. So like at right. one point they were really going for it, and sometimes you see companies spread themselves a little too thin and then they can't recover. Hooters is killing it. Hooters is it, there's you know there's Hooters just kind of peppered around everywhere except Utah, obviously, but. Anytime there's a Hooters, you have a loyal following. Like in Grand Junction, when there was that Hooters, there was the same cats that were there every Saturday. Like it, it's lo- it's a it's a cult almost. It's just a loyal following. And well, it- and and good for them because you know they they lost out on their primary spokesman John Gruden, right? I mean, like oh, yeah. you know, when when Gruden went down, 
I mean, they were they were in shambles. I mean, I didn't see anything from them. And no. and here come the Dailies to save the day. So congratulations to John Daly and John Daly the second. Well, and um, it's 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 a smart move by Hooters because like the relationship with John Daly, I'm sure there was like an actual like contractual relationship of so, to some degree. But like it's it's an annual tradition. He shows up at the Hooters in Georgia, right down the road from the Masters. He does like a week long stay. He pulls his RV up. He just hangs out, just drinks all day, and like people just come tailgate with John Daly essentially. So they're just looking to rinse repeat that. Like like John Daly the second. He's playing golf at Arkansas. You know your golf career at college doesn't really matter. You just go to have the college experience. He's gonna get to the PGA Tour, I'm sure. And it's just going to be the second coming of John Daly, and I couldn't be more excited. This is just this is a fabulous relationship, right? And you know, and of course, John Daly the second he is currently enrolled at University of Arkansas. So, oh, yeah. woo pig, baby, baby. woo pig. pig. But so that is just the uh, we had to lead with that. We just had to, had to. Um, you know, because it's just you know, what what an incredible story. But I, the last couple of weeks, let's should we dabble in just more NIL or talk a little bit spring spring football? Let's 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 get through the NIL, spring ball. I mean, not a, not a ton of takeaways, but we'll get to that. So you you just continue down the NIL path. This is the namesake, Kyle. We I mean, this is this, this is, is the first and primary reason we're here. This is true. This is true. Um, so I'm just going through like basically this is how we uh, curate our news. We find articles and we just DM it to our to our Twitter account. Back but the Twitter forth, account baby. has been absolutely just popping. I mean, it's every single day. Um, this is one from six days ago. Uh, University of Miami quarterback Tyler Van Dyke or Van Dyme, as we like to call him here, gets a luxury BMW 750i Sport <laughs> to use for the rest of his college career throughout NIL deal with. Sarconi Sarcioni Auto Gallery, negotiated by Rosenhaus Sports NFL. And so I, I found this one interesting because I, this is great because he's an existing college football player, right? And and, and we're going to get into that. He is one that's been enrolled um, you know, with the university. He's already playing there. It's not like a recruitment. It's not an inducement, which is what we'll get into a little bit later. Um, but hell yeah, Tyler Van Dyne driving a nice luxury BMW. But it's like, <laughs> I was just thinking about it too. It's like, how much driving are you really doing, you know, in Coral Gables, right? I mean, I mean, you know, that that's the thing. Those like now, if now you go find the reason to drive, you know what I mean? Like you got a you got a luxury BMW, and plus, you know, he's probably he's probably got a spot off campus, a nice little apartment, a little townhome that he's he's at. So just being able to whip that around is just incredible advertising for that, you know, for that My- dealership. Listen, the the U the U is dangerously close, I think, to being back. I think what Crystal Ball has got going down, you know, in oh, Coral yeah. Gables. Um, our our rep- Miami reporter Brandon said that there are more Oregon fans uh, tuning into the spring game to to just bitch and complain about Miami. Uh, was probably they probably outnumbered actual Miami fans because as we've seen on their live television games, that stadium looks very very empty. But maybe this is what it will take to get the U back, yeah. and we want yeah. the U back. Well, you 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 have to remember that like. It, it, Miami is never going to be it's it's a great sports city like it's a great sports city for professional and college level but like in all let's let's be real here when when you talk about a spring game there's probably 45 other things that you could do in Miami that are more intriguing than a spring game not saying that the spring game is important but like I'll be honest with like if I if we were there right now and like we happen to be like oh the Miami spring game is today that versus going to like the beach or going to like some like beach bar I'm probably going to go to the beach bar and just wait for the real deal. Right, or even on Saturdays, right? That's like there are better ways to spend a Miami Saturday than that. In like in fucking right. hard rock city. it's a trend because like it's like oh, oh, like you know you tune into like 
a Big Ten school or a Big Twelve school, and it's like, well, like look at the crowd. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, not a lot popping off in early spring, Norman, Oklahoma. Just gonna, I, I've never been, but I'm just gonna take my shot and go ahead and say that there's not a lot going on. So yeah, you bet they're gonna show up in fucking numbers to see That's that very game. True. Uh, so the next DM we have on the list here from for myself, it, a lot of these next ones will just be kind of. So I, I guess it all started. It's been, it's obviously been going on with NIL and coaches, but you know Dabo kind of sounded off with the <laughs> NIL and blah blah blah, and it just kind of created this whole kind of you know media shit storm, and everyone just writing articles. But I, I really love this one because this this came a little bit after, and this was from Nick Saban, where he said he sounded off on the current state of NIL and the transfer portal. And in quote, that creates a situation where you can basically buy players. You can do it in recruiting. I mean, if that's what we want college football to be, I don't know. Well, Nick, I mean, let's uh, really uh, you're the one saying same with Dabo. Right. We were just talking about it off, you know, off the pod as well, where it's like, well, we don't want you to know, be playing players. It's like, well, Dabo, how do you think you got these recruiting classes? Like, are you really that dumb? You're not. You're really not that dumb. Same with Alabama, Alabama, like. Nick Saban, sure. If anyone was was to find a way to mentally separate himself from the underbelly that was the the disgusting nature of college recruiting, it's probably Alabama. Because to an extent, I do think that Alabama could, I don't know, like possibly not have paid anyone. But this is bullshit, right? Like all these players right. are paying people. Um, but he he's just smart enough. He's enough of a fucking genius and a psychopath to somehow separate himself from that. So maybe he yeah. really is dumb and just doesn't know that that's how it's been. But yeah, right. Nick and yeah, Dabo. Sorry that there's going to be other players in the game because now the NIL uh, is in the mix. But right. just like what he said, where it's like you can buy players, you can do it in recruiting. Technically, like the, the NCAA. They can very easily and they already do have rules that exist that you cannot use pay to play yeah Yeah, pay to play right Right. and and that's kind of where we're at now where i understand that i don't disagree necessarily with what Dabo and nick are saying right and you know just going through some of the reddit comments the big one here is just saying like listen the ncaa if if they're gonna be mad at anybody don't be mad at the players don't be mad at the money you have to be mad at the ncaa they had so many opportunities to figure out a better system and all they did was try to drag their heels through the courts to try to prevent this from happening instead of being like okay well this is going to happen let's find a way right. to get out ahead of it and right. here we are well and, they, and like it, they were fighting a losing battle and, and so it it was not it wasn't the greatest way to have handled the situation as far as the NCAA because like you just said they spent so long trying to negate it but I think at, at the same time they were trying to negate the the whole paying players and obviously that will always be wrong but like you said it perfectly like it was inevitable that this was going to come and so instead of spending all those years of time and effort to just continually just try to like put everything back in order you should have been thinking ahead of it and then put the framework together because i can understand the frustration from like dabo where it's like we pretty much just opened up the floodgates and now we're you know we're not technically paying to play but you're just seeing these like like it, like we we've referenced the Tennessee deal over and over again, but I still think it's absolutely insane that you're talking about eight million dollars for a kid to come play college football at Tennessee. Like, and I don't know like how you go back. And, and I know Brad Blevins, who we had on the pod, to kind of talk like if it was ever going to change, it's coming from Congress. So that's like at least a year, two, three down the road. I think but, they have bigger things to to worry about, but maybe they don't. Right, I don't know. Right, right. I mean, you know, it's you know, take take your pick of the problems we have, but. I will say one thing. I do think you you alluded to it, Nick Saban. I think that just credentials alone, 
I'm sure there was money floating around. Like you would, when you watch like, you know, the, like Friday night lights, the movie, and just kind of like those, those sleazy guys who are just around the football programs that kind of make things happen. Like they just happen to get players to come. Like, I think Nick Saban made the conscious decision to just be like, I don't want to know. Like, I, you, you know what? Like, I'm just going to remove myself. I don't want to know. I'm going to recruit solely on the merit of coming to play at Alabama, which I think is enough because before pathway, the NFL, yeah. right? Like, it was like, hey, if you could come here, one, I'm going to guarantee you a championship. If you stay here four years, you're probably going to win one, if not two championships. And on the flip side of that, you're going to be going to the NFL more right. times. Like, it's just it, that it was a production of, you know, they're just producing talent. So I think he could recruit on that. Dabo, and you said it before we hopped on the pod, you're you're notorious for just ripping off these rants. We should just save these for the pod because, you, you, like, Dabo took over Clemson like and then almost like, I think. instantaneously yeah. was, like, back I, right I, in the I remember it was like kind of the 2007 was really when I started to really start to follow. I, I would watch it before that, but 2007 right. was when ESPN, the recruiting, everything really started to kick off. And I remember yeah. Clemson, Clemson signing like Daquan Bowers, I believe is who it was. He was like the number one D lineman and a bunch of these other guys. And I was just like, who? Right. Who is Clemson? <laughs> like, you know, this is <laughs> when, I, when my scope was just Big Ten because it, like college football hadn't broadened, you know, at least in my world. Right. The national game, but I remember ever since then, and it's just like okay, like let's let's be real here. But it, it just it just kind of goes back to to what we're talking about with this whole with the recruiting inducements or pay to play. There's two fantastic Twitter follows that, that you really just have to do. For for one, it's our boy Brad Blevins. Have to follow him. Uh, Mitt Winter went at Winter Sports is another one. Um, he he's all on top of this. We definitely want to try to get him on the pod as well. Um, Somebody posted an article about how, okay, it's seven figures for QBs and pass rushers, high six figures for a lot of other players. Like, there's a hierarchy to this type of thing. Anyway, so what what Mitt went on to say is some NIL collectives, and we've talked about that. The collectives are like the right. things that um, uh, Cardell Jones, like those types of things where it's, it, it's a group of, of, of people who are in and around the program who basically are like a, a portal to be able to sign athletes with, with different advertisers or things like that, right? But anyways... Some NIL collectives are signing deals with high school and college athletes that appear to be recruiting inducements. One of the huge questions in the NIL world is whether the NCAA will declare any of these athlete signings, uh, any of the athletes signing these deals ineligible. And he goes on to say, as I've said before, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with athletes getting paid, which that we're right on board with that. But the way it's happening now isn't the best way for it to happen. The athletes are risking their college eligibility. It's time for the collegiate athlete model that acknowledges the athlete's value and allows them to be paid directly by the teams instead of in the current roundabout manner that leaves only the athletes at risk. And then last part of this, our boy Brad uh, chimed in as well uh, with a quote tweet that said, I advise the potential. And also Brad did. I, I know he had signed a, a client you know, relatively recently. So claps, Brad. Uh, happy about that. I advised a potential NIL client last night to enroll prior to signing. That's interesting. So enroll prior to signing. Optics are horrible and collectives are not doing affiliate schools any favors by shining a light seemingly on seemingly obvious inducements. I can't imagine advising otherwise and risk my client becoming an example. I, it's just, and so that that's a really interesting part. Like, And so that's why these lawyers are very important. I think representation for these kids because they are children, after all, a lot of them are 17, right. 18 years old, to get the proper representation because it's it's as much as people are, oh, it's a Wild West, it's a free-for-all. Sure, I guess it is, right? right. But you don't want to get caught on the wrong side of this when the no. access is down, right? Right. 
Right. Well, it's, I mean, the NCAA has, I mean, you, you can take your pick of any year. The NCAA is always fucking something up. Like, like recently, <laughs> right. they they just came back and, and they ruled that the Ivy League, I'm, I'm totally going to slaughter this, but they essentially didn't grant the Ivy League athletes like a, another year of eligibility based on like last year. It's a whole conundrum and like it doesn't even make sense why the NCAA ruled the way they did. But what I'm trying to get at is that as a collegiate athlete, especially, and there it is, Kyle, egg specially with an egg in the front. In the NIL era, like you, you can't just sit here and be complacent with, oh, well, like I, I like it, it, it's okay now. Like I could just go operate however I want. There needs to be a little bit of 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 forethought to be able to put yourself in a better spot. And so when like a year or two down the road, when all this is just, you know, like you said, the Wild West is now. But a year or two down the road, there's going to be some some reforming that comes along the line. And so you just want to make sure you put yourself in a spot to where, like, they can't look back and be like, oh, well, anybody who did this, this, or that, or conducted this way, like, now you're in trouble. Like, now it's like you lose your eligibility. Now you're not an amateur status anymore. Like, now you're you're completely fucked. So, yeah, like, it's – it's it, NCAA isn't setting people up for success because there's just no real good framework to abide by. But – Brad is, is, you know, the guy who puts it best, like seek that representation now. So that way you have that guiding hand to make sure you're not later on down the road going to get screwed by the NCAA. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And that, like we said, that's why we think the, you know, getting these representations is important, right? Because there, there's so much muddy water to navigate through. And even, you know, even when we have Brad on, like there are a lot of things that, you know, that we don't even know yet. Right. And then things right. that haven't quite right. even come out, but I mean, and, and Mick goes on to say, to, to kind of wrap up this whole um, Twitter exchange, but uh, he says he agrees. Otherwise, you're advising them to break the law in many instances, since some states' laws prohibits deals as inducements. You'd also be advising them to put their eligibility at risk. But then my my question is, let's say you're a high school recruit, right? Let's say you do sign for a million dollars or whatever, and it is ruled an inducement and things like that, and you're declared ineligible. What would be interesting to see is, was that deal – um, contingent on you actually playing, right? Let's say you are ineligible. Do you get to keep that money? And right. if you were a college athlete and you're like, or you know, going to be a college athlete and it comes down, you're ineligible, but you still get that million dollars because you did, you know, go to the school. Are you upset that right. <laughs> you're ineligible? Like you got a million dollars, like, you know, in a lot of instances, that's probably more guaranteed money that you would have gotten because as we've seen in college recruiting before, there is absolutely no guarantee that you're going to go to the NFL or even nope. make it to that long-term contract. Right. right. That's why like the NFL is just like as a pipe dream, it's just been sold to so many of these kids in just the wrong way. <laughs> so that's why I'm, I'm very happy that there's money to be made in college, right? Because yeah. the NFL is such a long shot because yeah, you right. could go even if you are drafted, you know, and you can somehow make it through that rookie deal. I mean, look at running backs, running backs, make through that rookie deal. They get run into the ground and then no team wants to sign him after that, you right. know? Right. Like, you know, <laughs> it's insane. You, you know who's just probably absolutely furious that they're not like a year or two younger? Because you just outlined what would have been Tate Martell's career. Tate Martell coming out of high school in the NIL era would have made so much money. And then he didn't pan out to be anything. And even if he did get ruled ineligible, he would have made so much money just straight out of high school. It would he he would have been completely content with that pathway because now he's just burning out at you know Miami and then UNLV and like now his his brand is not worth a dime. But one or two years younger, Kyle, he he would have been like Quinn Ewers. He would have I mean, had he that probably, money. 
he probably did make money to go to Ohio State to begin with. I mean, probably. <laughs> hey, 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 this is, above, this is above table money. All right, we're not we're not here to discuss Bill Self. And who do you hate between more uh, between Dabo Sweeney and Bill Self? Who do you hate? more? I mean, it's Bill Self is not even close. It's so like Bill close. Self's just by far and away the your, your oh, most absolutely senior. dollar bill baby dollar was, dollar bill. Right. Fuck I Kansas. Just, I was thinking about that when you're talking about Dabo. I was like, I wonder if he hates Dabo as much as he hates Bill Self, but no. Nah. There's not, I mean, yeah, there's not really even a lot of college football coaches that I, that I don't like or that I hate them because college basketball is just so easy. Cause like, like I said, we've had Michigan State's always been there or thereabouts with these recruits. Yeah. And then we like the signing they have and they have a hat on the table and they knock Michigan State's off and they put the bag of cash over their head and go to Kansas. You know, whatever. <laughs> Well, and I, I think now we're just totally down a rabbit hole. And I'll close it out with this, but I think the reason that college basketball coaches are most hated, and and the reason that I think in my mind Nick Saban kind of gets roped into this, is because there's just so much more emotion and like screaming and yelling and like tantrums that get caught on camera for college basketball coaches because, like, they can actually like yell at players. Like players could hear them. Like they could they can actually get on a player's ass while they're playing. Nick Saban will do it on like the sideline when a player fucks up and then comes off the field and like he'll just rip his ass. Like we get those same kind of moments. I think that's why it, you hate Bill Self because he's a cheater, rightfully so. But like people hate Coach K because he makes that like angry little rat face and then he'll like well, faint on the court. Yeah, they have like three cameras on him at all. Right, it's like right, it's, right. I'm watching Duke. I'm not watching Coach K. But <laughs> but anyways, college basketball, it's over. It's dead to me now. Right, right, um, right, 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 right. An- uh, so another NIL related um, event that actually happened right at the road for us, Mike. We should go. Honestly, we should get media credentials and go. Um, yeah. But this is from um, Locker Room NIL. And I, I believe they're, they are kind of partnering with the University of Utah. So what they're doing is creating these kind of um, meet and greets. So it's called the Locker Room Clubhouse Meet and Greet event. So, for example, this upcoming Thursday, April 21st, you can meet Brent Keithy, who's the star tight end for – he's kind of – a tight end putting it loosely. He does everything for, for University of Utah. He's an incredible weapon. But essentially, it's a it's a meet and greet located at the Gateway in SLC, so we know where that is. Um, but it's twenty one plus twenty one plus, so because there's going to be food, beverages, pics and autographs. You can socialize, probably mingle with some other people who are kind of <laughs> in and around that space. But that's kind of an interesting way to do it as well, right? Where it's right. like you set up these meet and greet events. So like you know, I think autographs has always kind of been that traditional way where it's like, oh yeah, this player goes and signs a bunch of autographs and walks away with fifty thousand dollars. Where it's like, right. okay, like how right. much are these autographs worth? To be honest, but right, usually you had to wait, but you declare eligible, and then you'd see you know the player after you know saying I'm going to the draft. He's just sitting in a room signing autographs left and right. And I think right. that was what that was the Johnny Menzel thing, right? Wasn't he the one who was signing autographs while he was still in college? and things yeah. like that and get paid blah 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 so now this is one way that they're kind of facilitating these deals through like a, a mediary hey let's go to this event have a bunch yeah. of utah fans show up and away we go well and like the 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 smart and i could be reading way too in, like into this but just if i knowing how i know this is going to go what's happening is you're going to get the because yeah, out here in Utah, like there's not a lot to do besides the Jazz and the Utes. BYU is just non-existent to me. But the Jazz and the Utes, like you'll get, you'll get the the group of diehard fans that are gonna come out and they're gonna pay the money. But where like you're really gonna make the money for both the player and the the locker room NIL and the place that hosts. I'm sure it's probably at that flankers place. I just have to imagine. Uh, you're gonna get like like company sponsorship money. Like like a company's gonna be like. Or well, we've seen our boy Cam Rising. Right, well, and, and so like that's my thing is like you go out and you're like okay like we're gonna put on this event, you know autograph event or whatever you want to call it, 
and they're going to go out to businesses, sponsors of Utah U football. And they're going to be like, hey, for like $2,000, you can be the title sponsor of this event. You can have a whole dedicated booth area for all your employees to come, blah, blah, blah. Just throw us like $4,000, which to like Mountain America, a credit union, $4,000 is like, you know, wipe their butt with that money. So $4,000 is flown in. You get thousands of dollars from these sponsors, let alone the people paying just to show up and get the autograph. Like that's a pretty good little money generator. That's a pretty solid idea they came up with. <clears throat> Right. Um, and I, a few other NIL notes to touch on. Uh, NBC Sports just kind of got involved as well, which is kind of interesting. So they did the NBC Sports Athlete Direct. will connect advertisers to college athletes or another collective, so to speak. Um, NBC Sports, which it's just like I just I just look at NBC Sports as just like the old white dude the sports program right it's just it's notre dame it's this and that it's just like it's just so boring it's like who wants to sign with the nbc you know but yeah it's a marketplace connecting student athletes and advertisers for nil opportunities the platform will be available to players from notre dame vanderbilt and temple and that's very on brand so that's all <laughs> that's all i have to say about that that's that's all it needs to be said <laughs> Right. But yeah, it's just it is, you know, like we said before, it is it is the Wild West, but yeah. It's just unfortunate because a lot of people are going to get swept up in this and and it's going the hammer's going to come down eventually. It, it yeah. has to because like I said, you know, there's inducements involved. There there are obvious, you know, infractions that are going to be levied upon and it it is what's going to suck is that it's going to be the players and that's why, you know, when people I think mentioned that these players should be paid by the schools directly. The schools don't want to pay directly because they don't want to get no. involved to the point no. where they can get infractions or fines or have to pay right. this and that. Right. It's going to fall on these, the laps of these families of these young kids who, who are just being led astray. Right. Unless you get proper representation by a word, Brad and others. No right? taxation without representation. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, no, it's it, it, into another, uh, the unfortunate reality of like it, the schools could never facilitate this because if a school like, if they handle this sort of matter, it has to be broken out evenly across, like not evenly, but like it, it, a, a certain percentage has to go to like each sports program. Like, like my brother-in-law who swims at Minnesota, like it's a D one big 10 swimming program, but like they barely get any revenue coming in. And it's all because it's generated by like the football team and the basketball team. But obviously you have to spread the wealth a little bit. So like, it's the best way to just like the like the school to like keep their hands clean of it and be like, well, we're not like, well, we can't generate money for like a swimmer. Like, oh, like not our problem. Sorry. Right. So yeah, right, exactly. Because they wouldn't want to have to. Yeah, that, that's a good point. That's a good. Yeah, point. I mean, I I shout out Gavin Olson. Love watching him swim. But I, if I didn't know him, I would have never been to a swim meet in my entire life ever. Hey, Colorado Mesa. <laughs> hey, that's because we lived with the swimmers. I don't even think we went to a swim meet. I think we just lived and hung out with the swimmers. Uh, yeah, you're, you're close enough. It's, you're probably right. You're probably right. Uh, uh, spring yeah. football. Spring football. Wait, 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 one more I did want to mention. Oh. I, I should have mentioned this earlier. Uh, UCF, a cool little thing they did for their spring game. Instead of the numbers on the back, they did the uh, the little QR code, which was pretty cool. And like, and then on the scoreboard, like when a player did anything, they'd throw up the QR code with them. It was really cool because one, it, it, it you just scan it and it brings them right to their player profile, which is cool. But the other part that was pretty sweet is that it it plugged all of their different NIL avenues. So like, some players have merch, some players have you know different deals with like different products, and so like 
just another cool little way of, of UCF kind of exploring new boundaries to try to promote these guys because it's cool that they're getting paid and it's cool that UCF football took it upon themselves to help promote whatever they're doing, you know, like especially player-specific merchandise. Like I, I like player-specific merchandise because, you know, it's, ever, ever, it's cool to support a certain player. I don't want to support UCF, but if there's a player on there I like, I'd probably buy a shirt. So that was a fun little fun little NIL-related tidbit, just helping promote the players and their certain little platforms. Uh, <laughs> sorry, this is one. I, I, I'm just scrolling through, and I, I'm seeing more of the John Daly, the Hooters thing. So John Daly the second had this quote. I've seen my father's great relationship oh, yeah. with Hooters over the years, and I'm proud to continue my family's association with this iconic brand. Get yes. that bag. I love it. I just... Uh, well, it, in, it's golf is the best like sport it, just strictly off of the different like branding like, opportunities branding opportunity and just the personalities like like you you had john daly you had you have harry um god I forget oh higgs who, who who's on the tour just i think his name was like or no the other guy's name was uh beef sandwich or beef cake whatever the hell his name was but you just have these just different cast of characters you have like these well polished like clean cut guys and then you have cam smith who's this australian dude with a mullet and a mustache competing for the masters like it's golf is unmatched in just the the personalities and just the nuances that it provides because like you got john daly like i said his son will probably make it on the tour at some point and he just oh yeah and it's it's like that's all you don't even obviously you're good if you if you make it to that stage but it's like you don't even have to be that great it's like just wear a a weird color pair of pants and like the the, look at this guy look at his mustache and then that's it's just it's hilarious and then then on top of that you if you win if you're lucky enough to win you you've made your entire i depending on the the purse that you win usually you've made enough money to last you two three years like the amount of money just floating around golf and then it's not you don't even have to win if you're in the top 10 you're walking home with at least like five hundred thousand dollars and then if you're in the top 20 you're at least walking home like fifty thousand dollars like golf is just mind-blowing that like if you're just good enough to just be in the conversation you're gonna make a lot of money doing it and it's awesome save it save it for your golf pod you know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> sorry, sorry. But yeah, I, I guess just to wrap up the NIL thing, it's just, what's really just going to be interesting as we progress through this because there's just going to be endless, endless amount of just ridiculous stories and headlines and things like that. It's just you know, it it, it absolutely because college football I think was always a business for the players because of the amount of work they put in, right? But it at, now with the different endorsement deals and things like that, like. I, I know if I was 18, 19 year old, I wouldn't want to be waking up on a Sunday or like a, a Monday after class and go to some like weird car dealership and things like that. And, you know, while your friends are just out hanging out, doing doing fun things and it like it, it immediately becomes business. And then like how the contracts can be worked out and how if the player doesn't pan out, like what what's going to be on the hook or, you know, it's going gonna, gonna to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. But um I have one more story that came up. Virginia Tech athletes will be paid for good grades. And NCAA will allow up to roughly about 6000 a year for good grades. So there you go. Hey. There you go. All right, spring. Uh, we'll we'll touch uh, a little bit on uh, spring football. Yeah, here, here. I got I got you. Hand me the baton because we're just going to – we got the main players – and we're not going to dive deep because it's spring ball. There's not a lot you really learn from spring ball. It's just fun to have it on TV. But – Jump in when you feel fit, Kyle, but we're going to start with Alabama. You probably don't have anything to say about Alabama because you hate the SEC and you're wrong. But you should be concerned because Nick Saban, after the spring game, came out, and all he really said was, I was pleased with the performance today. 
And anytime Nick Saban's pleased with the performance by Alabama, I mean, you could pretty much write it off that they're going to win the championship next year. So I'm just, I'm just putting you on notice, Kyle. Alabama's going to be good once again and probably in the championship again. Yeah, shocker. I mean, okay. it's just. Yeah, oh well, listen. We got the NFL draft coming up too. That'll be that'll be for. We'll have a different pod for that. Oh, yeah. I just remember next, that. Next but yeah, week. spring football is really interesting. Save one. it you for know, your NFL draft. Kyle. Spring spring football is very interesting. And yeah, I know Michigan State, for example, they were just absolutely devastated on the oh, offensive well, line, so they couldn't. Listen, don't jump ahead, Kyle. Alabama, Alabama. <laughs> Here's with Alabama. It's like even the player, like at most schools, once the spring football game hits and ends that's when a bunch of players hit the portal because they're like well shit if i didn't get any any pt in the spring game like what chance do i have but that doesn't really happen to alabama because like we mentioned it's like even just being the backup of backups on alabama like there's still a chance they'll get drafted yeah oh well and then and then you get you get photo ops like alabama's backup qb just uh, just a man amongst boys just yammed just oh yeah it's huge it's like I like that. It was like Bo Scarborough. Like he never really panned out in the NFL, but like when he played for Alabama, you just watching him put on the. Like you thought Derrick Henry was big, and then you had Bo Scarborough. You're like, where? Like where do they find and these guys? And it's something but, about the jerseys and the color. Like they never really look that big when you're watching them on TV. And then as soon as you get the field angle or those other pictures, and and maybe yeah. they could be a little deceiving. Uh, it's just yeah. It, just, you just look at the size disparity, and you're like, I, we are recruiting two different. The caliber uh, players like these aren't real these <laughs> no, are made not. in a lab they're not they're well and it's like it, it, it uh, will move along here quickly but i'm just saying like when you talk about where alabama recruits just from the base pipeline states you're recruiting out of like the south where the south is just they just produce the biggest human beings now sometimes you know big can be a problem like when you're just fat you can't be that's not great but you have these gigantic human beings who are just roaming around the Bible Belt. And so, of course, they're going to find them. And then on the off chance that a freak of nature pops up, like in the West Coast or like kind of in the Midwest, Alabama will find them. It's just inevitable. But it is what it is. On to the next, Kyle. Miami. I should have texted Brandon before we jumped on here to, to get his overall takeaway. I know he watched a little bit of it. Really, the only thing after reading a couple articles coming out of this is uh, our boy Van Dyme really kind of he he really put on a show a little bit. Not as so much of the deep ball, but apparently his mid uh, his mid range game phenomenal. He, he ran the ball quite effectively. Other than that, not not a ton of takeaways from Miami, but it's it's promising. And you said it already with Crystal Ball what he's doing and the fact that they seem to finally have that quarterback who could go out and like win them games. Like you know what I mean, like. Like put it on himself to go out there and win some ball games for him. Right, because that that's been Miami's Achilles heel, right? And they always kind of have that. They've, they've had those same type of quarterbacks where it's just you know, you know athletic or you know they just never didn't ha- they didn't have the offensive line to really protect a mobile QB and things like that. And Van Dyme's just a baller. He's just a baller. You know, he just yeah. runs out there and he's just like a wrecking ball and he just you know guns it deep and he just doesn't look like a Miami quarterback. But at the end of the day, he just gets the ball. Down the field. And, it, like, that's what you have. You have the fastest athletes you can imagine. You got a, a really good offense now with Crystal Ball, who's got tons of just good structure around it. And, um, it, you know, it's fun to have, like, secondary teams to root for. Like, Miami's just one of them for me. You know, obviously, it's Utah, you know, Michigan State. Uh, Miami's definitely right there, too. I, I just love watching them. Oh, yeah. yeah I know. It's, and I want them back. Well, and it's – it's it's it, you may have had the same kind of entry point that I did, but it was like, I wasn't really paying attention and like conscious of the the nineties of Miami, 
But like once you kind of start like like the YouTube era rolled around and like we could just you could just Google highlights and like the hardest hits in college football. Miami was always in the mix for both of those. Like they were always like just sweet highlight reels, and then they also just had like just incredible like nowadays very illegal hits. But they were just so much fun to watch. So all in all, uh, the big take we'll put a, I I would say you could put a B grade on the Miami game. I mean, pro, like not uh, outside of that, the specialist positions and the kind of core. There wasn't like a ton of things that they they wrote about, but it is what it is. Uh, your Michigan State Spartans, Kyle, and I'll let you. I'll I'll just say my piece, and I'll let you run with it. Everything I saw, like w- w- you, you have to march out there and play the spring game as a formality. But if possible, Michigan State should have just canceled. yeah. You had so many starters, especially on the offensive line out. Like yeah. Yes. It was so bad. It, it, it was tough to see, but like a few, you know, obviously we have Jaden Reed and Peyton Thorne. Peyton Thorne, I think, is, is an incredible QB. You know, Jaden Reed is, you know, possibly Belitnikov finalist, I think, maybe a preseason type selection. Um, what's going to be interesting, obviously, is replacing Kenneth Walker. And we've got a few. We have um, Jalen Berger from Wisconsin, who is a, a highly touted running back coming out of high school. Didn't really catch on with Wisconsin. He's here now. We have um, Broussard, who is a transfer from Colorado, who is very productive at Colorado. So Mel Tucker Damn continues right. to just rip the rip the heart and soul out of the, <laughs> out of the buffs. Uh, I believe his name is Davion Prim. I believe he's a freshman who's just been all in the notes and all you know for for just being raved about and things like that. So it'll it'll likely be a running back by committee. But this team absolutely has the potential to to do very big things again this year in the Big Ten. Right. It is all contingent on that offensive line, though, completely. And I and I think, like I said, it's irrational, and there's a very large contingency of irrational, especially on Twitter, football fans, especially within the Spartan fan base. Especially. Especially. Um, but when you look at the spring game, for me, in the rational people in the world, it almost is like I almost would have rather have not seen it because Michigan State left on such a high note last season that I feel like people who are going to look in and they're going to dive deep into this and they're going to like overanalyze this, it's going to almost put like a bad taste in their mouth. Like it's almost going to kind of taint where what like where Michigan State truly is. And I know there's a lot of question marks like you just outlined them all, but it, it did seem and I and I watched the the YouTube highlights like it did just seem kind of like stagnant and not sloppy, but just a little lackluster to a degree. So, but again, you have to play the spring game. It's like, you can't play the spring game and, and, it, and anybody yeah. who's rational will take it with a grain of salt. But we had a lot of high profile recruits there. A lot of them, you know, signed a couple right. like right after, which was really nice. Um, we had T T Grizzly, I believe his name. T. Grizzly. Uh, he's a, uh, he's a Detroit rapper in the area and yep. he's very, very high profile. So he was there. Um, and that's kind of what it is. It's just a lot of, a lot of swagger going around, you know, and things like that. It's just, it's unfortunate. Yeah. It just, it just wasn't, you know, in the cards to be anything really, you know, exciting or things like that. Right. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's just, it's going to be interesting. But the funny thing is, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Mel Tucker and things like that. And, and let us remember, technically this is the third year, but that first year was the COVID year. Right. Still beat Michigan, let it be known. So be, so beat Michigan. Um, that's kind of as a year zero as a year zero as you can get. Like, and especially with last year winning the um, Peach Bowl, Sugar Bowl, whatever. We, we, we beat Pitt out with their third string quarterback. I, nobody cares. We won a New Year's Six Bowl game, had a great season, right. beat Michigan again. Um, we could theoretically go eight and four, and I don't even think it would be that big of a disaster. But looking no. at the schedule, like, it's it's very navigable. But you just don't know. The Big right. Ten is so weird every year. Right. Um, 
But, you know, you, you got you got your quarterback back. You have his favorite weapon back. You have weapons all over the field. Running back, sure. Defense can be interesting. People always talked about how poor our pass defense was, but they were looking at the wrong stats because, right. yes, we gave up a lot of yards per game, but we were amongst the tops and as, like, I can't remember. It, it wasn't as bad as it looked. It just looked, it did look pretty bad against Ohio right. State, but who didn't look bad against Ohio State? So Right, right. Well, and, and I think... The biggest thing is, is, is like, like you said, with the eight and four, it's not like you wouldn't really deem that like, like a down season because I think it's very, it's going to be very, very hard to kind of maintain the, the that level of success, at least like on paper as far as like records go that you had last year. But I, I don't think that like even a little dip with like a four loss season, like I, I still think that that trajectory is still very much upwards, and I think that it's it's just. Like it's almost inevitable that you're gonna have a little bit of a down year after the successful year that right. you had. Like it, it's hard to maintain that success, but that's not. That doesn't mean that that culture is just gone. Like it's still there, and there's the it, building blocks are still very much there. Right. Exactly. It's like we just kind of jump started. It's like we just poured a little fire on the gas or right. uh, gasoline on the fire with with last season, you know. And so if we can build off that, then hell yeah, we're gonna be shooting to the moon. We might take a little bit of a step back, and we'll hear all the people, oh my god, ten million dollar contract, blah blah blah, or what. Million, whatever it is, right. and it's like shut the fuck up. Like you know, we're right. building something here. Like it, it, we're not like Ohio State. We're not like Alabama. We can just reload every year. It takes a little bit of time. Culture's there. I think it's gonna be fantastic. Well, so. and, and like you said, you already have you you have big recruits already signing, already committing, and so this is only like three years. You know, throw away the COVID year, but for recruiting and, and building purposes, it's his third year. Given like to year four or five, and then like once he finally gets like a full cycle of his recruits through, I think you're really going to start seeing like what Michigan State is gearing up to be because he's still. And I know the transfer portal plays a humongous part of that, but the 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 reality of the situation is is that's just going to be recruiting 2.0. Like you're going to recruit your high school kids, and you're also going to have to hire a bunch of guys or or dedicate guys to just be transfer portal oriented. Like just just abuse that transfer portal because that is going to be especially for like a Michigan State, it, that's going to be huge to them where they can they can go nab guys from the the Alabamas, the Ohio States, the you know, the big 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 Georgias, stuff like that. Go nab those guys who maybe were second guys, a little disgruntled at those programs. Go yep. nab them plug them into Michigan State and just be off and running. So like he, he'll hit his recruiting is already fantastic, and so you just got to really make sure that you're hitting on that transfer portal. And it, I mean Michigan State, the the roof is incredibly high. Right. Yeah. And and now we got the NIT, NIL situation in place. We have good structure there. Um. Yeah. It's it's gonna be fun. But it's it, you know I didn't watch too much of it because it was just like yeah yeah. You know. And there's, yeah, there's well, there, I, I think the jazz game was on too. Yeah, I, jazz I didn't, game. I didn't watch it because I was watching the Utah Utes baseball play Arizona. And boy, that's let right. me tell you, four and a half hours, still not enough to get a college baseball game. And oh my God, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's Terrible. ridiculous. But yeah, spring football, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. It, it kind of gives you, it wants to be, it's like perfectly spaced out between right. March Madness. You get a little bit of spring football in there. And then you get the NFL draft, and then you can just, you know, roster bait about the NFL draft picks for for however long. Mm -hmm. And then the football season's right there. It's crazy. Let me let me ask you before we leave the spring game conversation, Kyle, you personally, and not in Michigan State's obviously that's your main focus, but in the grand scheme of things, and you played spring ball in college for a, a, a spiff. A spiff. Uh, how much how much like value do you actually put in those? Because I know like like I said, like people will take in the overanalyze it. 
But for you personally, like, is that like are spring games kind of a, a non-starter? Like, it is what it is, or do you think there's actually things you learn from those spring games? Well, the the spring game, no. Uh, but it's it's all the workouts and the practice and like the installation right. leading up to that. The spring game is really just for the fans, and it's to reward the players as well to say, hey, you just worked your ass off in the middle of spring for for no reason, really, not for no right. reason. You know what I mean? Right. No. Um, right. And it, it can be fun a little bit. You know, it, it's just the big thing is just like just get out of there injury free and and. Right golden um but yeah it's just it's just kind of wet the beak a little bit and it's it's usually nice ish weather and, and things like that so yeah. but no it's i don't you can't really put any stock i the amount of like spring game superstars i've spe- seen over the years who just never end up <laughs> making it actually onto the field is great you know because it's just <laughs> like it, it's just kind of one of those things so but no it's i i just don't really I don't put much stock in the spring. I don't think much sure. people do. I think most college football fans are pretty realistic with that. It's just, it's just for message boards, it's for articles, for journalists and things like that. <laughs> it's, it's for, it's for our, I, I just see, I bitch about it all the time. I just need to go on our, our name image pod Twitter and start following other people just to break it up. Cause all I see when I go in there is just Sparty. And there, there are some Sparty people who just like, like that spring game, what they saw, they they might you guys might as well just be winless next year because apparently <laughs> that's what they feel like. You know, it's just irrational human beings out there. Right? Yeah. It's um. It's yeah, yeah. Just go, follow whoever you want. It's just we. No, it's just, it, I need, we had I to get the to pod go going. It. Right. 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 And it, it's by design because like we only follow a certain amount, and so Twitter like will throw the like suggested follows, and like obviously the algorithm is pulling all Michigan State. And so there are, and I do enjoy it because there are some people I'm just like, the, we have a great Twitter game. It, it's incredible. Some oh, of these, yeah. like, uh, yeah, we have, it, it's just unbelievable. But yeah, we got some Miami on there. We even have some baseball on there. But yeah, there's some really funny people that are, that are in this, in this space. But, but nonetheless, nonetheless, I guess our last news story, uh, this is, you know, a big deal if you follow college football for a long time. Syracuse has negotiated a settlement with Carrier to terminate the lifetime naming rights deal. Local Thank tech company God. JMA Wireless will be the Dome's new naming rights partner. So RIP the Carrier Dome. You know, the Carrier Dome, which <laughs> which uh, uh, famously did not have air conditioning. Yep. And it was very hot. <laughs> and it was the Carrier Dome. I don't know. I love the Syracuse dome. It's like whenever you're flipping through on a Saturday and you're like, oh, Syracuse is on that dome and or in the dome and had that turf field and just watch it. And just like, this is great. Oh, it, it's it's and we, we say it all the time. But it's just one of the little nuances of college sports in general. That is just so like if people who don't like college sports will never understand it. But the Carrier Dome is such like a big piece of like Syracuse history because it's just I always enjoy the pictures of people like who get tickets to the basketball game because when they do the basketball game, they have to like con- obviously condense it. And so they build all these like stands and there's people like sitting behind like a pillar or like people sitting right. like, it's way just weird angles. Back. Yeah. Just <laughs> like weird angles. So and, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, but there it is. Uh, did you watch any of the USFL, the new spring football? You, you know, I watched a little bit of, um, God, it was the Birmingham team. And I can't remember if it was like the New Orleans wave or, or whoever I, it, it started off hot. It, it started off hot and I forgot who the quarterback was, but he connected on a couple of good deep balls. But after that, it was kind of like, would I watch it? Like, is it appointment television? No. If, if I happen to be sitting around and it's on, I'll throw it on just to watch it. But I think at this point, my brain is just so classically conditioned just to college football and then the NFL. Like, I don't know if I can handle another in-between. 
Dude, my favorite was uh, I. It was the Michigan Panthers. I was watching them because so they had two quarterbacks of interest. They had Shea Patterson and they had uh, Paxton Lynch, who you Bronco fans will remember fondly. <laughs> and my so God, they are both horrible. <laughs> I mean, multiple multiple fumbles, horrible interceptions by Paxton Lynch, and it's just like what if what were they thinking? It's just um, so it's just so funny because the the quarterback position. It still is like like I I feel like we've gotten to a point where like we can identify not not we but like the analysts and the people who do this for a living can identify like good talent on like like defensive positions wide receivers right like running backs usually like kind of like proclaim themselves naturally anyways but QBs in college like if you put out one good season before you're draft eligible like you might as well just go to the draft right away because Paxton Lynch was the biggest swing and miss by both the Broncos and all analysts in general because they were just beating Paxton off and he was so bad right and then that's I mean you can see in this NFL draft too where there's not like that surefire I think it's um uh uh, Willis. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Malik Willis from Malik. Liberty. Yeah, sorry, Malik Willis. Yeah, so God, that'll be interesting. That'll be very interesting. But we'll have we'll we'll cover the draft because just like you said, you're right. I poo pooed the draft, and then you said yeah, it's basically multiple days and hours of college football highlight films. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I guess that is kind of the fun. And, and, and that's I, what it is. Like I like I don't. I'm not tuning in because well, like I want to see the Broncos pick, obviously. But outside of that, like it's not, it's not. I'm not there for the NFL aspect of it. I'm would you ever? There. Would you ever go to an NFL draft? If it was, I because now that they're moving it around, like it, and it was in Vegas, like that would have been cool because one, you're just in Vegas. Two, like I think any any really any sporting event to a to a degree, like I there are certain sports I probably just couldn't get amped up for, but like. Any sporting related event, like like when the All Star Game was in Denver and they had like the All Star like convention or whatever, and like it was just all these different little like pop up shops and stuff like that. Like I could get excited for those. Like I think like, I would want to go to one of those. Now, I- am I going to travel to like the East Coast to go to the draft? Am I going to go to like Radio City and do it? No, God no. But if it happened to be like in Vegas or like if they hosted it in Denver one year, like yeah, I would go because it's it's football adjacent. Like I would do it. That it's, it's, it's is it in Vegas, right? It's in Vegas this year or something like no, that. No, this year, I, I, this year I thought it was. Uh, I could be wrong. I'm not sure, but like when they did it like in Nashville, that looked cool. I think it wasn't just pissing rain though the entire time. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of pissed, but like I mean, when you're just wasted, like it, it, Nashville is just the best. Just to throw like the Titans are there. Like I, from what I understand, it's a good like football town, but like, it is in Vegas. Yeah. Sorry. It is in Vegas. It is in the, this year. See, perfect. Yeah. I, I would, I, I'm not going to go this year because I got to save my Vegas wad for F1 next year. But, Hell yeah. uh, well, like when that, Na- like when NASCAR races at Tennessee, they'll just shut down like Nashville strip and they'll just let the NASCARs go down. Just do a bunch of donuts, like shit like that. I'm 100% in Kyle. Like it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't even need the actual sporting event, like NFL draft, like that dumb shit. Like I'm, I'm there for it. Sign me up. It's awesome. Well, this has been another fantastic episode. Covered a lot. It, it's been good. It's good to be back. You know, like I said, took a nice right. little break. Um, it's, uh, yeah, the offseason is going to be interesting. Like I said, the NFL draft will give us a little bit of content. NIL will produce endless content. I want to get more interviews on because, like, I still, oh, yeah. no matter how much I've read about it and learned about it, like, I just, I still feel so in the dark about the whole NIL stuff. And, and you know, I guess that's why we're here. We're, we're here to curate that information 
for our listeners, small little brains, because we are the smart ones. That's why I, we have I, podcasts. You know? I think the unfortunate reality is, is that, like, it's almost become, and we cover it because, like, I, I do enjoy seeing all the different NIL deals and different partnerships that come up. But I think the next kind of big memento of where this is all heading is when somebody gets busted for doing it wrong. Like, I, I think that'll be the next. Because like you said, NIL deals will keep happening and there will be different, you know, little tidbits that happen that we'll talk about. But I think the next like big event is going to be when somebody does it like wrong and gets busted for it. Unfortunately, like that, that'll be the next kind of like. Oh, I think it's part that's of just coming down the pipe pipeline big time. So Right, right, right. Because like you said, like you feel like you're in the dark and like you're more, you know. We're in tune with it. Yeah, but right, right. Like, but like I don't even think like. You know, Brad knows because he's trying to do it for a profession and he's a, he's a lawyer and I'm not a lawyer. I am but a five-year communications major. So is what it is. There you go. And look at this, 40,000 student loan borrowers to get debt wiped out immediately. Could that be us? Probably not. Tune in next week to find out. <laughs> this has been Name Image Podcast and uh, like, review, subscribe. <laughs> all that fun stuff follow us on twitter follow the people we talk about on twitter too like brad and mitt winter it, it's so it is fascinating and it's, it's the only way you'll kind of keep up with it and you know we're trying as well um but uh yeah with that mike anything else you'd like to bestow upon our listeners before we depart <laughs> no you have me stumped with that little <laughs> like tune in next week to find out about kyle's student loan that was funny uh just put in forbearance just keep putting in forbearance Right. Yeah. Just keep putting it for Baron. I think you're right. I think you're right. I don't think I don't think Anna's made one student loan payment. She's been out of college for like three years. I think she just keeps putting in for (laughs) Barons. I mean, yeah. I think it's the only only whatever. It's the only type of debt that I think even if you die, it doesn't go away. So (laughs) yeah. Good luck to your future kids. Well, yeah. yeah, Well, you know, we don't have a ton of student loan debt. Like we're lucky. So, anyways, (laughs) it is what it is. Hey, you're you're the out of state cat who came to Colorado. You know, it was more expensive in state in California. Was it really? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, but anyways, anyways, let's uh, let, that'll be for a different pod. But yeah, this has been Name Image Podcast, and uh, yeah, we will see you next week. See. Skip. Mm-hmm. Skip. I know skill. Like that skill. Anything else you want to know about me, skill? Mm-hmm.